That was lovely. That was lovely. Um, but in another story, and not not to well, actually, to bring us back to what we were talking about, that is why they call me Old Krampus Crouch. So I would like to welcome everyone to Podquisition uh, post Christmas. Um, I, I don't know what people's Christmases were like. Maybe you listening at home did all right with it. Uh, I I I got a mini fridge. And That's a pretty good thing to get for Christmas. A mini fridge is all right. You can put all your all your your, your not energy drinks in there. I can I can hide my caffeine freeze from people that fucking steal them. Is what <laughs> I can fucking do. Now they're under lock and key. I shouldn't have moved it on my own. Um, that was a special gift I gave myself. Was <laughs> was, was the use of a, a walking stick again. Um, but that'll be fine. It's it's getting better. It should be all right by January 20th when I uh, will be in a wrestling ring with spandex on <laughs> and and people are all oh Jim your back's fucked uh, you, you, it's a bad idea like St- Stardust knows what he's doing you fools don't, don't, don't doubt that anyway I'm joined by Laura Laura, Laura hello hello I'm here I apologise in advance today A if my microphone audio quality is different to normal and B if we sound in any way out of sync because tech issues are bound today like today has it's been, been fucking shit Skype's it's, been a it's... bollocks today yeah so like <laughs> we Skype had, we had to wouldn't... move <laughs> Skype wouldn't work for me so I messaged Gavin and we were waiting for Jim, and it turns out Jim was waiting on Skype and didn't I was know that Skype. we couldn't get on Skype because yeah. I couldn't message on Skype to tell him. So we moved over to Discord, which sometimes has a weird lag issue. I'm on a different microphone. It's it's going to be a weird old episode today. It's For Discord, read disjoint in our case, because it often has a, a tendency to lag at least one of us out. But fingers crossed it'll be okay. It's the Podquisition Christmas jury rig. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's the post. The post Christmas fuck up. <laughs> it's it's it, it's a perfect. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, ge- I feel... I'm guessing that I'm not the only one who's still hung over after Christmas. I'm guessing that is also a thing that's going on with you too. Yeah. This this is what I was gonna say is like this is the perfect kind of episode to sum up the week between Christmas and New Year's because like nothing quite works right. Everyone's no one knows what time lull. it is, what day it is. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, everyone's just like tired and a bit hungover and not quite with it. Like I, I spent the last two days getting drunk and playing board games, and it right. was a great couple of days. That's all right. Yeah. Um, we're also joined by Gavin. Hello, Gavin. Hi. Hello. Did, uh, did you did. Do you have an all right Christmas? Yeah, just did the usual thing with the family. Kind of yeah. just never got quite drunk, but never got quite sober either, you know? Well, that's that's a good way to be. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I had a, I had a quiet one. Um, obviously, I, I, I made public mention that I lost my nan on Christmas Eve, and that's basically like losing my mum. And, and so that was, that's been a bit shh. I'll tell you what, right? That's been a bit piss. That's been that's been almost Brexit level piss. That has. You know, um, it's surprising to hear that that's a bit piss. You know, it's a bit. It's a little bit it. toss. A little yeah. bit toss. A little bit toss, but uh, it is what it is. And otherwise, you know, we had to. It was it was all right. What we watched Krampus. What? That's why what? I said Krampus crotch earlier. <laughs> my my Christmas day was um, a lot of drinking played some board games uh 
put put on some unicorn onesies with some flashing coloured lights and just had a little drunken dance good. party in the house. It was a great old time. That sounds like a just good a drunk, one. Drunken unicorn dance party. A lot, a lot of intoxication, uh, which I mean, that's basically all Christmas is for. Um, it, it it does really stop being about presents at all once you hit a certain age, mm. and you all childlike wonder has been replaced by by another still childlike wonder of just how much you can drink and get away with it because it's Christmas. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think I think you. I that think would normally you, be a debacle is fine now. I think you especially deserved to have a drink this year. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I watched Krampus. You watched Krampus. What's, yeah, what's that's Kramp- the Krampus is the evil Santa guy, right? Yeah, yeah. It's all right. It's all right. It's about the guy who did trick or treat. He sounds um, like like an evil a... menstrual demon. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> Something oh, out of Bloodborne. No, he's a real shit. He, he actually did. I made mention of this. The the design they Krampus have for the, in the film. <laughs> it looks a bit. It looks like something out of Dark Souls or Bloodborne. Yeah. Um, but it's like a Christmas Gremlin style thing. Um, it gets quite happened. dark. It's quite fun. I watched it because I got a. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, another gift I got was a dark elf. Um. One one of the Krampus's elves, uh, a statue of it, which I only got because it had a plague mask, and I didn't know what it was from. Then I checked, I was like, "Oh, it was that Krampus film with Adam Scott in it." I've been meaning to watch it, so we watched the movie to justify my present, and and it worked because it is a good film. Because once all the the Krampus's minions and stuff come out, it it goes uh, very Gremlins, and it's um, it's a good. It's a good giggle. The, the first image that comes up when you Google Krampus <laughs> is completely hilarious, by the way. <laughs> He's like yeah. holding a, I mean, a child a... upside down and the child is screaming. <laughs> it's kind of bizarrely funny. Well, that's uh, the, the the original Krampus legend is he uh, like gets naughty children. Does he eat them or what? Yeah. He either works alongside or like as as the prisoner of Santa Claus. Uh, in in legend, and there are lots of different legends, but some of them are about him kidnapping naughty children. Mm. I don't know if he kills them. I think he just puts them in his big sack, or he puts them in chains or something. I I, um, I don't know if he's similar to um to the evil Santa they have in Switzerland. Who um basically in Santa uh, they in Switzerland they have two Santas, one who is good and brings you fruits and cakes and nuts and things, and the evil one. Who kidnaps children, puts them in his sack, takes them out to the woods, and feeds them to the wolves. Are you seeing this image, by the way, when you Google Krampus? Uh, oh yeah, no, I've, I've seen it. I've seen most Kramp. Like I love the concept of of Krampi, to use the, the plural term. I love Krampus related things in general. It's why I've always been meaning to watch the Krampus movie. Um, I was really upset. They were they were doing a Kickstarter once for like a, a My Pet Monster, like an 80s style toy <coughs> called My Pet Krampus. And it never made funding. And I, I chipped in quite a bit because I really wanted a My Pet Krampus. And I don't have a My Pet Krampus. And I tell you what, friends, that fucking sucks that I don't have My Pet Krampus. So there. Krampus the Clotted. <laughs> Krampus Nut. Uh... 
It's a real thing. On the yeah. preceding evening of the 5th of December, Krampus Night or Krampus Nacht, the wicked hairy devil appears on the... St- I could describe me. Uh, Sterling Nacht. Sometimes accompanying St. Nicholas and sometimes on his own, Krampus visits homes and businesses. The saint usually appears in the eastern right vestments of a bishop and he carries a girl. I don't care about him. Um... Krampus is responsible for the bad. Nicholas dispenses gifts. Krampus supplies coal and the Rutan bundles. All right. <laughs> so unless you want to deal. Um, let's see. Birch branches. Rutan oh, bundles of birch branches that Krampus carries and with which he occasionally swats children. He'll hit you with his fucking birch branches. Krampus will smack you with his Rutan stick. Where, where do I go back a, a couple of months and be like, Krampus, can I, can I get on your list? <laughs> I love, like, it, it is, again, as I grow older and the wonder of Christmas goes away, it is it has been replaced over the years with a love of Krampus and Krampus right. It's not a particularly original or, or edgy thing. A lot of people on the internet love Krampus. Um, but I've, I've always... And then the past several years, I mean, fuck him as a as a boss in Isaac in the Binding of Isaac. Fuck Krampus in that. But uh, the the coal slinging, rotten bundle smacking, kid holding by his ankle, Krampus is a good Krampus. He's he, stuffing one into a box. He kind he kind of looks like a um, bo- <laughs> he kind of looks like he could be in Guar or Lordy. Yeah. Oh, I could, yeah. I could, I could see Krampus in the background of a Guar video. You yeah. know, a, a Guar Christmas Carol, perhaps. Sorry, I'm just looking at a picture of Krampus stuffing a little boy in a sailor suit into a wicker basket. That, yeah, some of the while, images while are hilarious. While a sister watches eating apples, <laughs> and she's not phased at all. <laughs> she's, she's just there, like, yes, better him than yeah. me, I guess. Better him than Serves me. you right. <laughs> Serves you right for kicking the cat, Jacob, you little shit. Serves Get you right. Krampus's wicker basket. Serves you right for stealing my, my caffeine-free energy drinks from the fridge. You, you gotta go, go Damn to Krampus right. now. <laughs> Get in the Krampus bad boy basket, you beverage stealer. Beverage burglar, that would have worked. I'd have said, get in your Krampus bad boy basket, your beverage burglar. But I said thief or stealer or whatever. I said, I ruined it. I fucking... Fucking ruined it. Indie devs. Krampus is going to be upset with me. Indie devs, you know how to get on to um, Jim's show this year, Krampus Simulator 2018. Oh, don't. Don't give him idea. Actually, someone with talent do that, not a piss taker. I don't want a fucking asset flip. Don't you dare waste that. If you'd give me a real Krampus Simulator where you're stuffing, <laughs> stuffing naughty boys in wicker baskets and hitting people with birch branches... I would play Krampus Simulator 2018, which right now is the running for the title of today's episode, so that I can extra give everyone ideas. Krampus Simulator 2018. You've got basically a year to do it. A a little under a year until next Christmas. So to do it, idiots. So should we we spend some time talking about some video games that actually already exist as opposed to ones that, that hopefully will exist 12 months from now? I will yeah, alright <laughs> uh, Gav, you've been playing a thing this week That I don't know how to pronounce Gorogula? I'm not, not quite sure how to pronounce it either Go- the, the, Goragoa? The, the instinct I get is Goragoa, yeah Or Gor- Gor- Goragoa, Goragoa. Yeah. G- 
G-O-R-O-G-O-A. It's, it's apparently a made-up word for the glass spin-off creator's thing? childhood anyway, so it probably doesn't matter what way we say it. Yeah, well, t- tell Gorigoa. us a bit about... Yeah, what is this it's, Gorigoa? Um, it's an interesting game. It's it's on... I think it's on all platforms, actually, Switch and PC. I was playing it on the Switch, and it's basically a kind of a puzzle game based in artwork, and you've got four panels, and you have different artworks in each panel, and you can make them interact with each other by zooming in and dragging them onto each other. It's really, really clever. So, for example, at its most basic form, you might have a picture with a doorway in one panel and a, and a kid in the next panel. And if you drag the, the, the doorway onto the panel with the kid, he can walk through it and progress the story. Uh, mm. It's really hard to describe without actually showing it, but it's interesting. I liked the first bit that I played. It was very relaxing and meditative almost, but then it got to a part... Mm-hmm. That's like my kryptonite, which was I had to move the images zooming in and out while a timer was on. And I had to do it before a certain thing happened. And that's when I started to not enjoy the game anymore. (laughs) So as someone that knows like next to nothing about this game. Yeah. How how indie does it feel? Mm. And I know that's like kind of a weird question to ask, but I mean, like how... Is this one of those games that it's like the idea is good, but it's lacking in some polish? Or does it, or no, has it, that not been a, an issue? No, it's very polished. It works exactly as it should. And and to be fair, most people probably wouldn't have an issue with the part. Just me, I get really stressed out when I have to do things quickly, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah. I think most people would not have a problem with that, actually. And it, 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 it feels indie in its, like in that it has a unique and interesting design but <laughs> i only play video games gavin if they feel 10 indie is yeah. it 10 indie or not and that's out of a possible <laughs> like however many no, numbers you want it's not janky enough to be 10 indie it's about seven or okay. eight indie. yeah i i realized right. in hindsight asking how indie it felt to when i meant how janky does it yeah. feel is kind of like a, <laughs> it's kind of a shitty way to ask that question i wish i'd yeah. rephrase that in hindsight that but yeah okay that, that's good to what's it like on the battleground scale that's how we <laughs> we measure i would give things. it zero janks out of slaughtering grounds Oh, there we go. That's not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> so very yeah, polished, and, and that's Goragoa. Goragoa. Have you got a sense of how, how long this game is at the moment? Have you put much uh, time into it? It's apparently very short, like less than two hours. So whether okay. whether it's worth the 20 quid is is up to you, but um, mm-hmm. I personally <laughs> think it probably is for people who love puzzle games. For for me, that hearing it's only a couple of hours long yeah. is is probably a plus a plus for me actually checking it out because yeah. I I don't want to dig into another huge thing right now because in terms of huge stuff I'm still playing Xenoblade and that's like if I want to sit down and play a game for four or five hours it's gonna be Xenoblade it's yeah. not really gonna compete right now yeah and that's totally fair and and it, it's it's for me it's the kind of game I'll just kind of pop into when i'm kind of doing something else anyway because it's like because it's such a slow kind of um for the most part just relaxy kind of thing that you, it's not like it's at times hard for it to win my entire attention <laughs> with with the world that we nowadays live in you know <laughs> with phones going off every five minutes and 
But yeah, if yeah. It, it, it does have like a beautiful hand-drawn like visual style and, and it's really, really clever. And when you work the puzzles out, it makes you feel really clever. So it uh, is for sure going to be on my like to play in the new year list. So thank yeah. you. Hooray. Yeah, there you go. There's a new thing to check out. Um, Jim, you've been playing Player Unknown Battlegrounds a, a bunch more. Battlegrounds. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I, be I believe um, you have adapted I'm... my playstyle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Freighty Pants Baby Boy. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a legit tactic. Hide and hope for Just the best. Just hide and pray. Yeah, um, yeah I, 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 I played it a bit on PC mostly to get gameplay footage. Mm. I'm not that experienced in it at all. Like the, the footage I, I put up on my um, YouTube channel first, like some early impressions, is like me still learning it. Um, so you can imagine what the comments are like on that. Um, by the way, those frustrated at the way I was aiming, you'd, you'd hate it worse if you saw anything else, okay? Uh, trust me. Um, but I am enjoying it. It's, it's, a unique, it's got a unique psychology to it that makes up for the fact that it really is not that well put together a game um, and it kind of does the minimum it needs to do to be a, a, a shooter um, mm. but because of just because of the way they they structured it psychologically uh, env and environmentally it, it I see why it gained the massive following it got um, and I can see why it's it's a more straightforward, um, gameplay has made it more appealing than Fortnite Battle Royale, which a lot of people, again, you can imagine what the comments were like um, in in the impressions for Pubega. Uh, they a lot of them were this game is shit. Fortnite Battle Royale is better. I can't believe people like this instead of that. Um, I can see why. First of all, because of course it got it, it snuck in there first, and, and that can often be a big difference maker and despite Fortnite clearly being better made and having more going for it there is a more straightforward get stuck in an element to, to pubica and i also think the rough and ready like like jankiness again to use that word of it i i, I feel like that's part of of the appeal in some ways for some people um over something more polished um but either way, it's I, I've rarely been so compelled by a game where I spend most of my time doing nothing. Um, that's it's that that alone is a unique uh, feeling. And I've I've played other battle royale style games as well, and they've they've never had quite this much. No, no, oh, I'm doing a lot of walking and nothing. There's never a game that's made doing nothing feel so tense. <laughs> yes. Yes. What? It's it's doing nothing, but you know that eventually you will be forced to do something, and it's or how, not. how long can I get? Mm. Well, if you're lucky and you happen to be where the force field's going to end yeah. up, you might that, not have that's to what do, happened to but... me in my first game ever. I just happened to luck <laughs> out and stayed in the same building <laughs> and came second. <laughs> well, like in in most games of it, you will have a certain degree of I can wait here and I'm safe here. But I can see that wall coming and I'm eventually going to have to move and it's not going to be fun. How long can I wait this out? Yeah, there is this horrible sense of crushing inevitability. 
in uh, some instances, unless you do luck out, like you can luck out and, and end up in a spot where it's like, and and that just feels like Christmas in as close to Christmas as you can get in that game, in that barren, depressing looking game. Um, it is it is bleak. It is bleak. They should uh, bright. They should have brightened it up for Christmas, <laughs> like Fortnite did. It gave you a little Christmas bus and everything. Um, but again, I guess people like just the bare bones sort of. It's skeletal, and I don't see them really building much on it in that regard. I is, see them is more. That, you know, is maybe that maybe why some people, assets and polish? Is that maybe why people like it though, as opposed to that's Fortnite, which has a lot more mechanics that you have to learn and is a lot more complicated? I, I think so. I think so. It's got that you can just jump in and do it sort of thing. There is something really nice about just jump in. Stay away from that wall. Don't get shot. Shoot people if you have to. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those games that can uh, uh, almost reward a, a non-offensive approach, which I like in in multiplayer games. So I like games that you know place importance on playing objectives. Um, actually have rewards for support roles rather than, you know, all the points and everything going to the people who do all the shooting. Because, you know, obviously I'm not a great... Uh, I'm not I'm not the world's best point man uh, when it comes to uh, pretty much any any form of combat, uh, but I do pride myself on being able to play a support role pretty well, um, at least when I get it. If I'm, if I'm given enough time to get it, then support is where i'm at um obviously there's no such role in this but i like i like this for the reasons i like um white wolf games as opposed to D D, in that it is a valid strategy to hide under a table and roll for success um which is how i love playing white wolf characters i like playing very low combat builds and getting out of combat situations with with psychology, uh, rather than, you know, just you, who's got more fire. You should power. play um, Tides of Numenera then. Um, like the, oh, the, yeah, you mentioned uh, vast, that last time. The vast majority of situations in that game, you can talk your way out of everything. Yeah, you see, I like that. And, and you know, that's why I, I like about the old fallouts and that kind of stuff is anything that gives me uh, another option like you know the 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 take a third option route i i love anything like that where where i can use my imagination to influence uh uh, how the game goes and there is there's something about that in 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 pubg uh where it gives you only very limited tools but players imaginations have been able to do a lot with them uh, and I think a lot of successful indie games do that. That's that's their edge. Is is they they're not afraid to give players a lot of uh, I think a lot da- of power. Daisy was uh, successful for the very same reason. I think. Yes. Yes. Yeah, sorry, I, it took me a moment to re- to realize you were talking about Daisy. Yeah. I was like, Daisy, 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 what? <laughs> Is that some like romance the, the prequel or to something? Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, that was a that was a fine little game. That was. Uh, <sighs> so yeah, what else? Um, uh, let's see, what else was there on this week's like things? Yeah. We played? Let me just briefly say as well, like I'm, I think I'm at my limit with Xenoblade Chronicles. Okay? <laughs> I'm so sick of. I've got so many side quests now, and I'm sick of looking for the little blue 
fucking things on the fucking map. Oh no, I just I'm I'm playing it still, and I'm right now just fucking ignoring all the side quests and just going main quest only. I'm, and I'm, I'm really enjoying. I'm getting that. to there. I think I might have to start doing that. Plus, I read someone say something about the game that makes me feel like I might have fucked something up, like irreversibly, uh, with regards to switching drivers and blades around. I feel like I've made a ghastly mistake that won't become apparent until hours from now, um, and I'm if if it helps, I'm scared. Uh, if it helps, from what I can tell so far, and this is not having completed the game. If if you're ever given the option to like use core crystal uh, like unlock new core crystals with a character, that character's gonna be in your party pretty long term. And if All you right. unlock a new core crystal on a character and you're like, I don't want it to be on that character, there is an item to move it to a different character. You see that that I know about, but I heard that was limited, and I'm worried I may have gotten a bit overly happy. But at the same time, like. Don't give my my fighter a healer fucking blade. Otherwise, I am going to want to fucking switch them over straight away, aren't I? I Xenoblade Chronicles see, 2. I, I, and I, let me wear my own clothes. I've not been switching them over automatically when I do that. Because, like, I, for example, have a character who's a tank, and I have deliberately given them two tank blades and one healer blade so that if they're low on health, they can heal themselves and not, like, completely monopolize my healer. I uh, see. I was. I, I get that tactic, but for me, it, having the the like three, the three point thing, it seemed so uh, in favor of having three very distinct roles that I kept, I, and, and I am keeping them as yeah. very distinct roles. All, all of mine, I have like two on their distinct role, and then one to bolster them up. So like my healer mm -hmm. is two healing blades and then one attack blade so if everyone is healed up and no one needs healing right now she can get some damage dealt before she jumps back to healing okay well that's in that that's yeah i mean um, it's clearly a working yeah. strategy um it's I, I i went for a very sort of i i guess pure class thing um so you know when i got a a blade that I didn't feel fit the driver. I switched them straight over, and I'm just worried that I may have jumped the gun, but we'll see. I've, if I I've, get bitten in the ass 30 hours later, the, we'll see. The items that allow you to move blades between characters, um, I've I've had them drop from defeating enemies, so I don't think that they're like limited. There's only a set number you're going to run out. Okay. I think you're you see, this is the okay. problem. This is the problem when you play games like Xenoblade Chronicles that are like like hundreds of hours long, and you don't want to read like spoilery things about them. Yeah. But then you hear little bits through comments, but you don't want to research it yourself because mm. you don't want to like spoil I, a whole system for yourself. I one hundred percent get you on that, and I've currently been dealing with just talking to other people who were playing and comparing notes that way rather than That's, looking at yeah, spoilery well, yeah. things. That's but, exactly what we've just shown in practice. Yeah. Um, how deep are you into that game? Like, do you know what chapter number you're on or anything? Um, yeah, I'm on uh, uh, partway through chapter three. Okay. Um, I've been uh, I... I've been trying to get fucking Azami's Merc mission to appear. Like, because that's that's one thing I did get frustrated and look up because I'm like, why the fuck won't she fucking raise her affinity? And I found out how to do it, but I'm waiting to be given the opportunity to do it. So I, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I've really not worried too much about some of the intricacies of those systems. I've really just gone with 
okay, what am I? What have I unlocked? What do I want to have? Uh, like, of the stuff I've unlocked with this character, what do I want to equip them with? S main story missions, push through it. And I'm having a really good time. Um, I've never had to fight a boss more than maybe three or four times to beat it, even if I'm a little bit under-leveled. Um, yeah, the... Yeah. They've added... Now, the only trouble yeah. I have with combat is when I'm fucking just tootling along and a level 83 baboon comes along and Weird, smashes us into weirdly, the dirt. Weirdly, the further I've got in, the less that's happening. Um, I'm currently chapter 5, uh, about halfway through chapter 5. I'm about level 40 mm -hmm. to 45, my whole party. I've not seen anything wildly overleveled for me in a Yeah, while. why do they... Why do they do that, like, in the big starting my, 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 <laughs> just Just as a cruel joke. So my assumption is that they're trying to give you a sense of eventually you'll be strong enough to fight this thing. What a big road of journey you have ahead of you. That they're trying to give some sense of the scale of your character yeah. growth, I would I guess. mean, it's, it's, it's certainly not a new thing. It's certainly not new to the series. The series has always done it. Um, and other games have done it as well. Yeah, I just um, wish they would aggro... That, like, you would draw aggro less on those. Like, that's exactly it, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't mind seeing a big monster that's, like, you know, level 83 when I've just started. If, if a level... But when it's... <laughs> yeah, if a level 85 sees you and goes you're not worth my time and ignores you, that's fine. But when... And, and even mm. if they're threatening, you know, if, if they do have a, 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 you know, an aggro radius, like, don't make it like that fucking rot bar, I think that's what it's called, that has a wide radius, moves really fast, and patrols across an area that <laughs> is like... Like, I have to traverse to get to a fucking side quest area... He's right in the path, and he paces back and forth so fucking quick, and you can't outrun the bastard. <laughs> ah, oh, so that game. With, with all of that aside, like I, I'm like, I feel like I'm a decent chunk into the plot now. I understand, like, oh, I know what the villain's motivation is, and I know, you know, sort of what I'm trying to stop and why the barriers in my way are there, and I know a bit more about my party now, and. I'm really enjoying it still. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like they're, I'm still very engaged with the plot. I've not hit any major progression roadblocks, and I want to know what happens next. Like, I've put most of my day today into just playing more Xenoblade, and it's been a good cool. day. Um, I mean, I, I again, I, I feel i got to point out, like, I'm not having a terrible time with it. I'm just, I'm at that point where, like, I've been playing it a lot more portably now, um, mm. but I'm... There is just so much f finicky bullshit with it that I'm at this point where I've got to start like prioritizing like yeah. what shit have I got to start ignoring so that I can actually get so this can stop feeling like work yeah. and, I, and I management. Would, I would really suggest like stop doing the side quests and just power the main story for a little bit. I may have to, yeah. And I, I've been enjoying it more since I let myself just do that. All right, well, I guess we'll check in next week and find out how we're getting on there. Yeah, our continued adventures across uh, whatever that world is called that I keep forgetting its name. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's the, that place. The, the cloud world. Our adventures <laughs> Couldn't across Couldn't even cloud find world. a funny name for it. <laughs> Couldn't even come up with a funny name for uh, it. Um, but, but what have you been playing? Uh, I've played a couple of smaller games on the Switch this week, both of which I've like started and put a bit of time into, and not put as much time in as I'd like so far. But um, one of them's called Floor Kids, and 
I saw some praise for this going around. It's basically like a breakdancing game. Um, it's, it's a music rhythm game, and the basic idea is is you have like stood up dance moves, dance moves on the ground, and like holding position based dance moves. And you go to a place, and a piece of music will come on, and you have to tap the buttons in time with the rhythm, but also mm -hmm. while using your thumbstick to do modifiers to like change up what tricks you're doing. And yeah. it's not it's not a game that's asking you to do specific dance moves like it won't be like oh here's a scrolling bar do this move then this move then this move then this move it's really free for all and all oh. it's all it's really like grading you on is how good are you at keeping in beat with this piece of music and how good are you at like switching up what moves you're doing but also staying in rhythm and like so basically, Keeping it's things a, fresh by changing stuff up. It's a game to keep your drummer occupied when you're not playing, so that he doesn't shut up your girlfriend. <laughs> As someone that was a drummer in a band once, uh, yeah, no, it, it's really getting that drumming bit of my brain. Um, <laughs> it there's something really nice about it in that it doesn't feel like it has hard and fast expectations of what you're doing gameplay. It's just, what do you feel like doing? And as long as it's on beat. And you, you know, you're changing stuff up. You're not doing the same move over and over. You have a good time and it rewards you with all like, here's some unlocks and here's some shiny stars and things. And here's a new piece of music to go dance to and a new place to dance. And it's just been, it's been really nice fun in the way that some mobile games that are basically kind of just like, not expecting you to think too hard and just go, hey, just feel the beat and have a bit of fun with it. Mm -hmm. And then it throws rewards at you to be like, hey, you did good. So, that was good dancing some, you did. Sometimes go. that's exactly what you need from a game, a game that yeah. you, you don't have to try to enjoy, something that just throws yeah. fun at you. It's It really is just the moment to moment make make them do a dance move oh that was cool looking dance move and you did it in time yeah stars flashing woo it's just been really good simple fun this week so like hmm. if you're looking for something that just a game that feels like it has no expectations and just goes here's some basic mechanics go dance to some music go freestyle it do whatever dance you want it's gonna be great do it in time it's great dance and it's just been really nice um, the other thing I've been playing a bit of this week was um, a game called Blossom Tales, which apparently now came to Steam one... back in the summer, and I completely missed that it existed until it came to Switch. Well, you would have, because I, I actually spoke with the developer of Blossom Tales for a Jimquisition a couple of weeks back, where they talked about just how fucking hard it is to get noticed on Steam now because of Steam Direct. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> I've had my eye on this game simply because the shit that the developer was telling me was so gold and it made a great episode and I've got it downloaded but I've not had time to play it and that's actually on my day plan today is to get cracking with it so I'm eager to see how it is. Yeah, well for anyone who, who doesn't know what it is, it's basically a... It's a Link to the Past clone, basically. And I don't mean that as a bad thing. Uh, if, you, if you go and watch you, the trailer for it... You've caught my attention there now, Laura. Yeah. So, yeah, if you go and watch a trailer for it, the art style is incredibly similar to, similar to A Link to the Past. Um, do you remember that boss in A Link to the Past that's like... Um, 
kind of like a worm made out of several small circles that get smaller as it goes. Oh, and you have to hit the... Yes. Yeah. Really my uh, least is... favourite part of Link to the Past. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that's a good part Do you remember you'd but, fall like... down the hole in the floor and you'd have to start the mm. boss all over again? So here's what mm-hmm. I'll say. In the trailer, you see a boss that looks like it's basically that boss, but without the falling through the floor mechanic. Okay. Um, but like, all right. yeah, it's it's basically top down. Go explore the overworld, find a dungeon, do yeah. puzzles and combat through the dungeon with your sword and your items you collect to go save the world. Cool. Um, there, there's a couple of like nice spins on it that definitely help to freshen it up a bit and not just be this is a link to the part a past with a female protagonist. Um, the big narrative conceit is that this. This big grand adventure is being told by a grand a grandfather to his his grandkids, and occasionally the grandkids will disagree about what happens in the story, or like be like, <laughs> no, it shouldn't be like that, granddad. And the narration that's going on with the granddad arguing with the kids and the kids arguing with each other will change the the game as it's going on. Um, examples being like the kids might argue about what kind of monster was in a dungeon. And then you pick between these two options. <laughs> and then later on, you'll have to fight a bunch of that thing that you picked. Because, like, ah, it's Granddad telling the story. Who did you decide to appease by telling them that, yeah, sure, your monster was in there? That's... Um, that's that, that is cute. Yeah, it's... I like I like games that play with that, the idea of a story being told back. There was a Call of Juarez game that did that, one mm. of the, the small... Yeah. Small scale so basically, it, it, what you're saying is it's it's Legend of Zelda meets How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> it's kind of it's it's a link to the past with an unreliable narrator and some arguing kids telling him what to do with his story, <laughs> and it just this this sort of narrative layer of like the granddad telling the kids to the story has made for some really interesting, amusing tweaks that I didn't expect at certain points. Um, but generally, it's just a very visually polished um, puzzle, adventure, slash stuff, go beat the big bad eventually with your sword, Link to the Past clone. Your Aunt Robin really fought a lot that. of monsters that summer, kids. <laughs> it's If you like a Link to the Past and you basically want some more of that that's different, like a different Link to the Past, it, this has really been scratching that itch for me and it's felt very well put together uh puzzle designs are really solid um it's not relying too what's it called on... sorry i forgot, uh, I forgot Bloss- the name blossom tales blossom tales yeah it it doesn't feel like it's leaning too heavily on just repeating zelda dungeon yeah. puzzles um some of the bosses are clear homages visually where you'll go I fought this boss in a link to the past, and it might mm. you might end up having to fight it a bit oh, wow, differently. It really but... looks like Link to the Past. Yeah, there's like some the, additional the, visual flair, but the you creature see what I mean, looks right? like the Zora and everything, and the trees. Yeah, it's it's not ashamed to be ripping off a Link to the Past. Yeah. And it's funny because it's, it's uh, game... the Switch also. Yeah. Sorry, I was just to say the Switch also has Ocean Horn, which mm. is basically I'm... the Wind Waker. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Ocean Horn. I know some people who really liked it. Um, it's okay. Ocean... It's not great. It's okay. Ocean Horn visually looks like an isometric Wind Waker, but it's very slow and plodding with its gameplay. It doesn't keep up a great pace. Um, but no, A Link to the Past, uh, Blossom Kids, uh, Blossom Tales. It's, Blossom it's, Kids. It's very linked to the very linked to the past. 
in all the right ways. Yeah, I'm nice. looking forward to cracking into it today. Yeah, it's it's well worth a look if you just kind of want to scratch that itch. Um, yeah, any, any of us played anything else this week we want to chat about? Nope, I just went back and played more of Horizon, my game of the year. Uh, have nice. you have you done all the DLC now for that, or are you? No, actually, I haven't. Now? I haven't actually downloaded the DLC because. Uh, do you ever like go back to a game you haven't been to in ages, meaning to do the DLC, but then just enjoy the base game so much that you forget to get the DLC? Uh, yeah, yeah, I I can get you there. <laughs> yeah. But I'll get it eventually. Um, I'm just I'm gonna get this this Aloy up to level fifty and then give it a crack. Yeah, it's I I think I feel like that DLC is like very applicable for the winter months. Like now's a good time yeah. of year to be like <laughs> to be going through it, I think. Um there's a lot of snow in I here. I don't know. I don't know. It was so cold here in Ireland that I quite liked the feeling of going through the Egyptian deserts <laughs> in, in Assassin's <laughs> Creed. It made me feel a bit warmer. <laughs> oh god. The the weather here on Christmas Day was so windy like I'm pretty sure I could have like lifted my arms out and been like a kite and flown away. It was it was a weird old day for weather over here. Uh, it's been raining here. It's I it's it's been a British Christmas in Mississippi. <laughs> uh, so if we've not got any more games to chat about, I do have some questions from 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 the internet again because it's that quiet time of year where I actually oh, have to answer people's yeah. questions. These you paparazzi hounding us with their queries. We you know we told, we forgot to do our games of the year episode. We'll have to do that next next week. Well, we could always do a bit of talking about that now, couldn't we? Um, will we do it I mean, next week because we can go more in depth? Video. Or... Well, should we should we maybe make that next week's episode? Next yeah. week we will talk about things we like this year and stuff we're looking forward to next year and that kind of yeah. thing. And, and do that yeah, whole... we'll do all the year yeah. shit. New Year's. Okay, episode. so I'm gonna need you two to just like vamp amongst yourselves for a second because there's a lot of questions here. It's gonna take me a second to find that. some. That's really so. easy to do. Yeah. Um, Gav. Yeah. I vowed to suck your blood. That is I, I vamped for a <laughs> that. That's the kind of quality, top quality comedy that you tune into. That I'm really worried that the mic quality I have this week's terrible. Oh, mine's actually. mine's kind of terrible this week as well. Your, People are just going to have to put up with it. Your mic the audio quality file is alright. Looking... It's the missing the first syllable of every word that's conf- that's getting getting me. <laughs> It's because it's Discord, disc, Discord read disjoint. This, I said that. This earlier. is what I'm, I'm hearing from Jim now. Discord, it's Discord. We're basically hearing the remix in real time. Discord, Discord. Okay, we got a question from Pia Frankton. Um, are there any games this year that you wish people would have talked about or played more? Like, were there any games this year that you think that was a really good game that no one really like? Gave Sexy Brutal. Shit about. Sexy oh, Brutal. Every time. <laughs> that, that, I know you've talked about it on the show before, but for anyone that's mm-hmm. like not gotten on that train yet, what is the thing about the Sexy Brutal that people should care about? Because you're right, no one, no one gave that game enough attention. It is fucking brilliantly written. Groundhog Day murder mystery where you've got to rewind time 
to work out how somebody was killed, not necessarily who killed them, but how they were killed, and then intervene indirectly because you can't share rooms with victims or killers. Um, you have to track movement patterns, observe, and learn when and where to intervene and switch items around and use things in certain places and uh, stop people from being killed. All set in this wonderful uh, old-timey casino uh, setting with some fantastic visual design and brilliant soundtrack and it it won one of the Jimquisition Game of the Year awards this year so there's quality you can take to the bank um, what about you, you guys? I can think of a couple um, the best Uncharted game came out this year and no one really talked about it uh, yeah The Lost Legacy like it got weirdly not talked about as much as it maybe should have done mm. Considering how it's great the it DLC was. I, I liked curse. it more, a lot more than all of the other ones. Mm. I think the sort of like it, I I know it was available as a standalone download for people who didn't have Uncharted Four, but mm. something about the way it was marketed definitely made it seem like it was a DLC, which I think impacts people's mm. expectations for where it'll be. I guess. And I think as well there was that Zelda game that came out. I mean, it was good, but like people just didn't really talk about it much. There didn't seem to be know, much it, much passion or hype there. It just didn't really resonate. It didn't with register people, with did the it? popular zeitgeist, did it? You know, until Jim, yeah. until Jim put it into the public eye. <laughs> yeah, giving it that that, that amazingly that high seven out of ten that got people. I think, I, thought, about I, it. I think Nintendo should be. Really I thought I'd give the small game a bit that. of a nod. <laughs> Yeah, thank you for giving that 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 small Zelda game for, the. Well, I didn't for, expect other people to follow it because I'm I'm the best and only Nintendo fan on the planet. Everyone knows that. <laughs> for real though, uh, two two more games very quickly. I'll just name them yeah. that probably should have got more attention this year are uh, Dishonored, Death of the Outsider, and Hollow Knight. Oh, Hollow Knight is definitely on my list of like things that definitely should have had more attention and didn't, which is. Uh, right. I can't remember what ones I was going to suggest, but I do have a list somewhere, so I'm going to quickly <laughs> check it. Um, you know what What was actually surprised me that really flew under the radar was the South Park game. I didn't play it, so I don't know how good it was, but I'm surprised how quickly it just got completely forgotten about. I... Yeah, it, it wasn't a thing, like, it didn't click for me. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm surprised that it didn't it didn't become more of a talking point. Like it, maybe it is just because it, the first game was the surprise, yeah, was surprise a and shock. Big novelty factor. To yeah, it. yeah. The novelty just wasn't there this time. Maybe. Yeah. Mm. It's not like the game was bad. You know, if, if you say the novelty wore off, that would suggest that the game was, was shallow or bad. But I do think that, that novelty appeal was a big part of what time, made, yeah. uh, yeah, what got it attention. So the, when the other one came out and it was basically, you know, more of the same, um, you know, it, it was another one and not as special anymore. So people were just for, like, oh, OK. For me, the the premise of them sending up video game fantasy RPGs was a much more enticing one than them sending up superheroes. That may have. Yeah, that may have been part of it as well. Funny enough, yeah. Yeah, maybe they thought just, it would... Um, yeah. This is like kind of irrelevant, but whatever. I just think it's interesting that of all my video game songs this year, the one that got the most views was fucking For Honor. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's, isn't that so <laughs> odd? <laughs> that's, that's weird and, and fascinating. That's the game I keep forgetting came out this yeah. year. 
Uh, right, I found my list that I was going to have a look at. What what were games that didn't really get talked about much? Uh, uh, I know this is a good question. Whoever asked this question, this was a good question. Yeah, we did say their name, and I've forgotten what their name was now, and I've continued scrolling. Uh, Million Onion Hotel is probably on that list. Oh, God, yes. Because I start a Million Onion Hotel. I've started playing that now, and I totally see why it's a big deal. And Onion time! Yeah, it, it tap tap the onions, fight the big onion. There's a sex party in a in a thing, and then the <laughs> army come and try and shoot someone. And I don't understand what's happening, but I love it. Um, yeah, it's a good. Uh, it's, it's. I see a I big green asparagus dildo. Rock solid mobile. Game. What is this game about? <laughs> I I I wish I even knew. I wish I knew what it was about. Um, <laughs> and, and it's most basic. It's like. On your phone, on a touchscreen, and it's most basic. It's whack a mole with humming onions, but then it expands beyond that concept in a lot of inventive ways. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we've got a question from ba- at Bad Asperger on Twitter. If Podquisition had loot boxes, what do we think they'd contain? A pile of shit. I mean, honestly, <laughs> a big pile of fucking animal shit. For that is what would belong in one. Yeah. You'd get, it, for me, it'd be out-of-tune guitars, you know, just <laughs> thrown in there. I I feel like we've got to have at least, like, one good thing in the loot box to get people buying them, even if it's only a one in, like, 50,000 chance but here's that the thing, people will get that item. If we were doing loot boxes, would we want people to buy them? Would that go against our ethics? <laughs> well, would we deliberately it, put shit in them so that people wouldn't spend their money? Perhaps, but but I'm you know I I feel like there's a money making opportunity to be had here. Loot boxes <laughs> are all the rage, and if I'm gonna put one thing in there that's not shit, just just you know on the off chance that someone doesn't waste their money on shit, mm. let's let's put in. Mm, I'm gonna put in some hair I pulled out of my hairbrush this morning, okay. and. <laughs> The thirty seconds or so of prattle from this from today's episode before we started recording the episode where we were chatting mm-hmm. about are you recording? Oh, you're recording. Yeah, I'm recording. Okay, we'll do the clap. You can have that thirty seconds and the hair oh, from the hair. I'll, 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 I'll put in. I'll put in a personally recorded. Hey, how you doing? Insert their name at the end of it. Yeah, how you doing? And I'll name. I'll yeah, draw a knob on an envelope, and you can have that. So if you get the one in 50,000 uh, not full of literal feces loot box from Podquisition, yeah. such wonderful prizes will be flying your way. <laughs> yeah. Although, um, never disclose the odds. Uh, we hey, guys, I just stumbled we're, across we're selling... this great website. <laughs> what, what great website did you stumble across? Podquisitionlootbox.com. I just found it and, whoa, I keep never winning. I keep winning. <laughs> Jim, the reason why I have to disclose the odds uh, for, for podquisitionlootbox.com is because we're running it through iOS and they now require oh, you fuck, to disclose yeah, the odds. Oh, fuck, yeah, we're on iTunes. Yeah, we're on iTunes. Yeah. You've got to disclose the odds. Did we talk about this last week or is this a new thing? Um, uh, Apple that happened now... in the week. Yeah, Apple now has to has now said if you've got a game on iOS, you have to disclose the loot box odds like in the app. Yeah, Which they were good. really finding ways around it. 
Um, okay. There's a support thing from Wargaming who are like, yeah, but we sell you a virtual currency, though, so you're not buying the loot boxes, so we don't have to disclose shit. That's... So mm, we'll see how well this goes. We'll see how long that goes before Apple goes, no, you're still fucking buying loot boxes, fuck off. I feel like it's like... like Companies don't want to do much to regulate it, but they want to look like they're regulating it. So that, you know... Like, no one wants to be holding the manager's keys when the casino gets raided. So everyone's doing what they can to look like they're part of the this whole mess is on lockdown. So Apple can say, yeah, but we got guidelines, so we're okay. And Valve can be all, yeah, but we told those websites they should stop. So Valve can, they're all okay. Valve can be all like, we're a creative and ethical enterprising company, by the way. Gambling is fun, kids. Uh, I, we, I'm i not going to jump to another question But I do have like I'm going to ask a question Pulling right back to Ooh. the start of the episode All right. You know you mentioned uh, Krampus Simulator Right at the beginning of the episode Oh yeah. god This this, this, this will fill up a couple of minutes Because we've not hit an hour yet And we're all It's a weird week What, what do you want to be in the Krampus Simulator? Oh, I thought you were going to say you found one on Steam. No, already. I wish I was going to be like. I wish I could. I'm going to look now. I, w- I, I'm gonna look I now, will though. play the menstrual blood clot. What What do you do with the the menstrual blood clot? I lie on the floor the and the player character slips on me if they're not careful, and they they have to avoid me if they don't want to slip and fall. So that if they're running away from <laughs> Krampus, I get in the way, or maybe like Krampus can just slip a finger up there and then. Throw me at the character as a weapon. Um, Jim, I can tell you that there is a an indie game called Krampus that exists. Uh, YouTube, get rid of these things. I don't want to see the message you're putting in front of my face. Um, <laughs> well, I've seen um Steam browsing on Steam brought up Krampus Quest and Krampus. What was it? It was Krampus, the Christmas Devil. Although clicking on them yields no results, so I don't uh, know if they were okay. there and left or. For three pound ninety nine, you can get a game that's just called Krampus. Um, I'm skimming through a YouTube video about it right now. It is a Christmas horror game. You play as a teenager who, along with his family, went to a country house to celebrate Christmas. But in the festive night, something went wrong. I'm not expecting anything good there. Um, also, never watch Krampus the Reckoning, which is a different Krampus film that I watched last year. I made it ten minutes in. You get a pair of breasts and a terrible CGI Krampus within the first ten minutes. Uh, um, but it's uh, it's not worth it for either. Uh, that that Krampus game is about half an hour long, and scrubbing through the video, I do not see a Krampus. I see no Krampuses scrubbing through this video. It sounds terrible. Yeah. It sounds. Oh, oh, oh! How has the Krampus been let down? So. <laughs> how how how? What what do you want in your Krampus game, Jim? Um, let me see. Well, I think I, I more or less described my my ideal experience earlier. I want to be playing from the perspective of the Krampus. It could be first or third person. I'm not entirely uh, bothered. Um, not not necessarily huge open world, but give me like a yakuza sized play uh, play space, uh, full of naughty children, uh, who are to be put in bags and hit with uh, birch sticks. This is interesting. And, and that the- that'll do me. You've, you've taken the opposite route to every Krampus game I can find on Steam, where they always have you play as the kid running away from Krampus and of making it a horror game. But, like, it seems like you want it to be a power fantasy instead, where it's like, no, I am Krampus, I'm going to come hit you with my birch sticks. I 
I am well known for my long standing Krampus power fantasy. And and I am yet to live my Krampus power fantasy. I mean to be fair. And I like, think it's about time the game industry stepped up. To be fair, it's probably not the most difficult fantasy in the world. I mean, apart from that you would get locked up. You, you, it probably would be pretty easy to chase kids around and like hit them with a stick. I'm sure if, like, let's say there's a hypothetical day when eventually you you come over to the UK and we do some, like, live Pogquisition or something, I'm sure if you dressed up as Krampus and said to everyone who came to attend Pogquisition Live, hey, can I chase you around with this stick and pretend I'm Krampus, they'd probably let you. They would absolutely let you. (laughs) You you could live your IRL Krampus simulator fantasy. I've I've seen the responses to those those live shows you've done. They would absolutely let you do that. If, if if you ever do a live show anywhere and dress up as Krampus and say, before we leave, can I run around and hit you all with it, with it, with my birch sticks? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they'll let you. And because I'm the menstrual I'm Krampus, sure someone... I would be doing it with my tampon, which I would call my tampus. Yeah. My cra- oh God, you, Krampus you could have tampus. a big one. You have a big one like the gladiators from the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> oh, two big ones uh... on the end of a stick. <laughs> Or is that a good place to wrap up? I think that might be it. Like we started with our Krampus fantasies, and we're ending with our Krampus we've, fantasies. We've, we've made a Krampus sandwich this week. It's been a very Krampus podquisition. Um, and and Laura, how can people find out more about you when you're not talking about Krampus and Krampus related ideals? Uh, you can find me, Laura K Buzz, most places on the internet, Laura K Buzz on Twitter, YouTube. You can also find me Monday to Friday, 9 to 5 at kotaku.co.uk. And you can find me every Sunday on Dice Funk, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast where this season I am playing a wizard who basically is like in his mid 40s and uses Yu Gi Oh cards to cast magic, and he's a big nerd. Nice. And I love him. And Gavin, uh, who apparently his most popular song this year was For Honor. No, it was was the most popular Uh, video game song. It was not the most popular song. No, it's probably a video game song, sorry. Um, But how can people find out about your wonderful music, what you do? Thank God it wasn't your most popular song. No, that was the old Jon Snow, which was to be expected. Uh, well, yeah. um, you can find my music on YouTube under Miracle of Sound and you can follow me on Twitter at Miracle of Sound and if you want to throw some money my way to keep on making the tunes you can find me on Patreon who thankfully have not added loot boxes yet <laughs> yes. let's not give them any ideas yet. yeah um, God, for honour though, even um, just among games, that is ridiculous. Um, but anyway, uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for your continued support. Um, and thank you to those who've, who've sent kind words over the Christmas period. Um, we will be back next week, as always. Um, I apologise if there are any quality issues. As always, tech issues, we're not in the same countries and it's always a bit of a hassle. Um, but you know, I blame Microsoft personally, um, whether they're to blame or not. Uh, in most situations, uh, you know, even if it hurts to piss one day, I'll blame Microsoft. So, you know, think on Microsoft. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, urinary infections—they're not fun, kids. I don't have one now. I'm just—I had one a couple of years ago, and it's. Uh, uh, the Green Mile makes it look nice in comparison. Um, Tom Hanks did do a disservice. Uh, so, Happy New Year. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>